This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. If you spent any time in bars and pubs, not me, but I've been told, there have always been signs of walls promoting beverage brands. They were neon or backlit plastic, and they were there to perhaps be the last thing someone sees before a server asks, what will you have? Imagine if you could do that instead with digital displays that were changeable and had the kinds of motion graphics or videos that drew eyeballs and influenced decisions. That's what a New York-based company called Videri offers up. Very quietly, guided by a whale client it can't talk about publicly, Videri has almost 100,000 network displays operating around the globe, driving brand awareness and delivering a consistent 30% sales lift month to month on promoted products. That means an ROI on the investment for the brands who put them in that's measured in months, not years. The big reason why it works? It's a turnkey solution based on super thin, super light, custom manufactured all-in-one flat panels that a beverage brand's field staffers can install and activate in a matter of minutes. If they can hang a picture on a wall, they can put these in. I had a great chat with Wes Nickel, who came on as CEO about a year ago and is busily bringing Videri out of a somewhat stealthy period and making some broader marketplace noise. Wes, thank you for joining me. Can you give me the rundown on what Videri is all about? Hey, Dave. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Really excited to be on, on the podcast. I've been a long time, long time listener, <laughs> first time interviewee. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, the history of Videri, it's been around for about, uh, you know, uh, 10 years, 2013. Um, started with uh, digital out of home, um, ruggedized products, working with Outfront, which was CBS Outdoor at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And then subsequent to that, maybe a few years later, developed a series of, uh, of thinner in- indoor displays, we got the Videri Canvas, um, that uh, you know, we, we built uh, actually in, hand-in-hand with one of our large customers and then continued to expand that globally. Um, we're typically more of like a white label. You don't really hear much about Videri. I think when we talked before, you'd mentioned, hey, I never heard of you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. That was probably on purpose. We can talk a bit about that later. But um, yeah, we, we, we have a complete end-to-end solution. We built the hardware uh, the CMS and device management um, software. Yeah, and mm-hmm. happy to get into the details. Yeah, it, I had heard vaguely of you in the past. I think one of the jobs that Videri was doing, you mentioned Outfront, was on the MTA in New York. Yeah, exactly. And so anything so, that you see on the MTA there is is our product. Okay. Now, do you still do that sort of work, or was the uh, the move to these uh, thin canvas displays uh, uh, something of a pivot for the company? Uh, we're still doing that. I mean, we're still deploying actively deploying right now at the MTA, and there's going to be a refresh mm-hmm. cycle that we're uh, hoping to participate in. Um, but I think strategically, where we see kind of the the growth. You know, we, we want to become more of a software company, um, and there's a lot of green space in the indoor product. 
um, as, you, as you know, obviously, in the industry, there's a lot of opportunity there. So that's kind of where we're, we're focusing most of our, our efforts right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, you have been very quiet, I, I would say almost stealthy, but in the past, let's say, year, you, you, you start to make some noise in the market, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm new to the company, so I joined about a year ago. And so we did take okay, so, a little bit of a different... So then you, you're the noisy guy. <laughs> exactly. And I'm Canadian, so typically we're, we're pretty humble folks. But uh-huh. um, no, I'm trying... I, it's uh, it's funny. We were at the ISE show. Uh, I think we saw you there uh, at your event. But at the actual show, the, the show itself, um, people are saying, hey, we've been trying to find you guys. Like, we've seen this product somewhere. We just didn't know who made it. Mm-hmm. And like, there's nothing written on the actual display that, that actually says Vidari on it. You have to kind of pull it off the wall and look at some serial numbers and do some Googling to figure it out. So um, that's been great because some of our partners love that. They love the fact they've got something really special and, and unique. And, and we're going to continue to do that kind of white label approach. But, um, you know, when you see your your list of the top display manufacturers and digital signage, we're nowhere near <laughs> where I think we should be based on, on deployments. And that's because mm-hmm. we're not really being captured. There's a lot of, you know, we, we're in a lot of cinema projects. We're in, you know, in, in some... You know, many of the top beverage brands, obviously, uh, we're in um, a lot of Q, uh, QSRs, tons of retailers um, that you, you probably wouldn't even realize that uh, it was Vidari. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have this interesting story that I relate uh, of my experience at DSE going back to November and being just like dead tired on my feet. And some guy from a company called Vidari asking if I could come to their hospitality suite at the Aria. And I didn't want to go. I was just so tired, but it was right next to the hotel where I was staying. So I figured, okay, I'll go. And I met met him and we went up the elevator and then walked down a hallway that was, I swear, three miles long <laughs> to, uh, to, the, to the end unit in, in this hospitality suite and said hello to some people. And they brought me over to the product and it was three uh, skinny monitors on a uh, kind of a buffet or whatever you want to call the thing and i was thinking to myself really i did all this to see some skinny desktop monitors <laughs> and uh i thought please god get me out of here but then you started or your, your guys started to explain to me what was going on and i thought oh wait a minute this is actually kind of interesting and how i've since described it to others is uh it, it does a bunch bunch of things and you can explain all that but what I said was, if you think about bars and restaurants that you've been in that had a uh, display on a wall for a beer brand or uh, some other beverage brand, and uh, that used to be neon, and then it became backlit uh, plastic, printed out plastic. Now it's digital, it's skinny, it's changeable, and it can go up in a matter of minutes and fully managed on a network and affordable and there's an ROI out of it. Is that a kind of a fair description of what you're up to? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that was the kind of the need of this, this large customer, which shall remain nameless, um, that, that worked with us. And the idea was like, you know, the, you, you've got to build something that's going to fit nicely into a, a bar or restaurant that's going to fit in the environment. You know, there's weird wall situations. It's got to be something that can like, you know, fit in like just like you're hanging hanging a picture effectively, mm-hmm. and it's got to be easy to deploy. Being like the, the sales rep that is working, you know, with that bar or restaurant has to be able to be one that actually installs it. You don't need a third party installer to come in, roll a truck out, and 
and do it. Um, there can't yeah, be because that's 150 bucks an hour or something, right? Exactly. Plus, there's all the costs, you know. So these people are already going there. They're dropping off the beverages. They're dropping off merchandise. They're talking to their clients. So, you know, they have to be able to deploy this in 15 minutes. That was the requirement. Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that kind of spurred a whole bunch of things. And like thinking about how that is being used in that environment, um, it's not a TV, right? So part of the, the, the importance of this is like we're able to build this because of what it doesn't have, right? So there's no need for a tuner, no need for speakers, no need for HDMI cables. Um, you know, we, we, the, the media player is embedded inside because it's a you know, SOC, it's a running Android. Mm-hmm. Um, and the really thin power cable because we're not actually consuming a ton of, of power. Um, and we need to be able to store a certain amount of content locally uh, that, that is connected, though, and can be, can be modified and centrally managed. And so the way that works for, um, you know, the restaurant bar owner, they, they can have customized cocktail lists. They can do menu boards uh, that will benefit them. But the, the beverage brand, in this case, can showcase their products and maybe you know, include that in a cocktail or you know, do some branding exercises. And that can all be centralized and, and managed. And so what they, this particular brand, which shall remain nameless, um, can manage, you know, I think there are over 40,000 locations globally. I think it's 80 something countries now, um, all managed. They have one, um, one person managing content with two interns and they're managing wow. the content globally. And part of that is like the, the actual sales rep is able to, you know, as part of the install, obviously they just screw it to the wall. There's two screws, pop it on, plug it in. Um, and then they use this app to connect to the Wi-Fi and then connect it to the network. And effectively they walk away, but they can, with the bar owner, in this particular example, um, customize that content, do some stuff. And so the way we've had to create our CMS platform and device management platform is to enable a hierarchy of, of permissions. So, it, and it maps into this particular customer's um, CRM system. I think you're, you're using SAP. So mm-hmm. if, if that rep is not able to, uh, if it, you know, it's no longer part of the company, they, they lose their permissions to access those displays, but they're, they're there only, you know, they can only uh, access these 10 locations and they can work and the bar owner says, hey, I wanna be changing this content, I wanna manage this or do something differently. That, mm-hmm. that rep can manage that. But the, the global programs, the programmatic marketing, it's all done centrally from that headquarters. And so by building this product, we were able to then see other benefits, right? Like, so, oh, wow, it's really thin. It looks beautiful. Oh, that's, that's actually an ad- advantage for events, right? And so like, and there's been countless sort of offshoots from building this core product. And was it a case of the uh, company, it's a, uh, Europe, European beverage brand. <laughs> I know we're dancing around this because you, you, you want to make sure you're not doing something that's going to uh, upset an apple cart. Uh, were they already doing screens in uh, these kinds of environments and thinking, this is too challenging, we need something different, can you help? Or were you already working with them and uh, they said, this, this is a start, but we need to work with you to, to fine tune something that really suits our needs. Well, they, this particular brand has always been very innovative. They've always been on, on pushing the, the, um, the envelope in terms of on-premise marketing. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're consuming product on-premise, they, they, they really have, you know, you've got, as you mentioned, like kind of the, the neon signs, those types of things. That's been kind of standard. They always were kind of the first ones. And so they were testing out different digital signage uh, options. And they were never really getting what they're looking for. And then they said, we got to, we kind of kind of build it ourselves. 
And luckily through an initial relationship, uh, the connection was made and we started building this and testing it. And they said, okay, we'll run a pilot and we'll see what it does. Uh, they ran it in a number of locations uh, over a period of time. They saw, they said, this has to be a one-year ROI or less. It was kind of like the, the requirements of the pilot. Um, they you know, significantly busted through that. It was a lot, a lot quicker. Um, and they've seen a 30% increase consistently over four years and tens of thousands of displays, um, you know, consistently driving that. Because when you're in that, in that location, when you're in that you know, bar, you don't go to a bar thinking, hey, I want a gin and tonic. You know, yeah. you're going in there like, I want to go to the drink with some friends, right? And like, oh, what am I going to have? Uh, oh, whatever's, you know, what, is, what, do you, what do you have here? What's on the menu? Oh, that. Okay, great. I'll order that, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that power of like influencing people subtly in the background. We're not like the big TV that's showing the sports game, right? We're something that's right. in there as part of the environment that's, yeah. So in terms of like, it was built for that purpose, for that kind of subtle influence of that decision at the point of sale. And the deployment, you know, in terms of the requirements of, you know, the, the hardware, uh, they weren't happy with buying TVs. Like when I came to the company a year ago, I said, hey, you know, TVs are a lot cheaper. We should just make TVs. And they're like, absolutely not. You know, we built this for a reason. And so that really yeah. kind of made me understand the product a lot better. So when you say 30%, that's 30% lift on sales of uh, that item in that venue? Yes. Wow. Consistently. Yeah. Month over month, so that that would pay for itself in like I don't know six weeks or something, right? Yeah, I mean it depends on the product, and yeah, I mean we've seen in other environments, you know, in a retail store, you know, pay <laughs> return on investment in two weeks. You know, it's crazy, and that's the thing I think about this whole industry. Like there, there isn't a lot of you know. Come, I'm coming from a different industry before, but coming into it, realizing like everyone I talk to about my my job here at Bedari, like oh wow, never thought of that. We could totally use that in my in my in my in my industry. And people mm -hmm. from all different spaces. And I feel that there's, in this market, there's such a greenfield opportunity. Um, you know, there's been the traditional stuff, QSR, that's been done, right? But there's so mm -hmm. many, you know, different areas that I, I see this, you know, potentially going into. And when you see these kinds of impacts, like if, if you're at the point of sale and you're, you know, a customer doesn't really know what to get. Like think about cannabis. Think about, you know, there's a whole bunch of new industries that, that you just need a bit of guidance, right? I don't know what I'm coming here to buy, but I, I want something. And. And just being able to explain to that customer in a digital way, we have the tools now. Mm -hmm. We didn't have them before, yeah. right? And so, yeah, it's really exciting. And I, I suspect that the kind of turnkey element of it is also very, very attractive in that uh, if you want to do something in, let's say, a bar, you're going to have to buy a display, buy a media playout device, or maybe there's SOC on it but you're going to have to buy them out. Uh, like there's, there's a whole bunch of parts involved mm -hmm. and then you've got to identify software that you're going to work with. It is it compliant on and on and on. So it, it, it can become complicated and expensive quickly. And the end users just say, you know what, maybe later, but not right now. And, and, and they're, 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 they're just selling the dream, so to speak, as opposed to uh, you, because you've, got this whale client and, and some other clients, you can actually say 30% consistent lift month on month. It's like, holy shit, where do I sign? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like even down, as you're mentioning, I'm thinking about the, like I've, I hung a TV in my, in my apartment here in New York and I screwed it up a million times. Right. And it's heavy. And you're like, oh, you're trying to hold it up against the wall. These things are super lightweight. Like 
we stripped out everything, right? It's just really down to the bare, bare bones, but it does what you're looking for it to do. And so you're absolutely right. The idea is like very simple consumer-like experience in terms of out-of-the-box, you know, installation. We're talking a simple iOS app um, and you've got to connect to the cloud and then you can manage that through the console. And we're just about to launch a whole new you know, refresh of the platform that is like super user-friendly that will make that possible. And I'm, I'm not able to announce there's a big uh, mm-hmm. partner that we're launching other than this beverage one that's going to make this a lot more accessible to the average SMB, taking advantage of those key features. Were you, because you worked pretty closely and continue to work pretty closely with this particular beverage brand, did that restrict who else you could work with? They frowned upon us going with their competitors directly, but not not necessarily. No, I mean, it's uh, there's no kind of exclusivity there. Um, but, uh, I mean, they do, you know, they're pushing to build a product specifically for them. And, you know, they've got some some unique features that they put in that we wouldn't be able to use for others, but, you know, in terms of the software features. But, no, I think it's, uh, it, it, we're open. You know, we can work with others. Does it become a challenge in the venues themselves where they say, well, we've already got, uh, these Videri screens for this beverage brand, uh, we, you know, we're, we're tapped out. We don't have more wall space or we don't want competing ones in here. We're like, this is good enough. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the genius of this idea. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't my idea. It probably wasn't even Videri's idea to go and do this, but it was this beverage idea. Like, Hey, this is a bit of a land grab, right? There's only so much real estate in these locations. And if we can own that mm-hmm. space, you know, that, you know, it's, it's a it's a win win for the for the, the the bar restaurant and and the brand, but if we can go and, and get out there and they have an aggressive plan to expand, you know then they own that space kind of indefinitely. Mm-hmm. You know these things last for a while. So yeah, I mean then the other so that's one of the models we're looking at where the brand is being showcased in a third party location and the brand owns the the display and that's kind of unique and I think it's it's going to continue to to play out in a few different areas. The other one we're looking at, and we're starting to see some real interest in that, is that the actual retailer owns the display, and they have a closed network um, where they are already, you know, getting the brands to spend money on merchandising in the stores. You know, think about a telco that's launching, you know, a new Samsung Galaxy phone, the twenty-three or twenty-five or fifty-seven, mm-hmm. whatever version it is now, um, and they want to buy, they want to buy space in that that retail location. You know, they can actually use these displays to number one pay for themselves immediately, but also be revenue generating for merchandising within that closed network. I'm not talking about connecting mm-hmm. to an ad exchange. I'm having I'm talking about a right. private closed network. And you know, we're seeing a it's lot. It's just of endemic advertising. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think uh, wireless retailers are like like the poster child for that. It's perfect because. The, the, there's always new products and there's always new plans and features and everything else and uh, the the compliance issues of having the right posters up at the right time and all that are are massive in that kind of environment. And if you could just all do it digitally, that would be great. But historically, retailers tend to be very cheap. I guess mm-hmm. yeah. would be the uh, impolite term for it. They they don't want to spend the money on that infrastructure. They'd rather have the brand come in and do that. But are are you seeing that shifting? No, I mean, retailers are under a ton of pressure, of course, as they, mm-hmm. you know, they continue, but they still are 80% of the sales are happening in the U.S. are actually in bricks and mortar. I didn't realize it was that high. But so they're under pressure. But I think the idea is to, we have to find a way that this pays for itself in month one, right? So you've got to figure out an OPEX model, or maybe it's a three-year term or something like that, and then you charge them a monthly. 
but okay, it's, it's going to cost you X, but you're going to make three X back in month one. Let's do a trial for free for three months, see what happens. And they say, wow, like this is actually going to be generating money for my marketing, you know, as opposed to, you know, like it's not going to be a cost item. It's actually going to be, be a positive. I can, I can show the results immediately. So part of the, the issue for us is like, we really need to be able to report that and tell that story and really mm-hmm. ideally getting access to the point of sale information and say, hey, like when we, when we displayed this, we put this out there, we've been running these particular promotions, we've been focusing on, you know, X sneaker brand and that sneaker brand increased dramatically and increasing margins at this location by, by X and Y. And really making it, it affordable. And, and that's the whole thing, I think, in terms of adoption of digital signage. You just have to make it easy to deploy, whether it's a partner that does it or it's in, in, you know, in-house. If, it's, if, it's, if you're able to make that happen, like this beverage brand, and I think others are, are able to do it. But you, know, you still can have a partner come in, and it's inexpensive for them as well to kind of just deploy and manage. And so it, it has to be, on a, I think, on a monthly basis, and it has to drive that business result, mm-hmm. the return on investment, you know, very quickly. If you do it, if you pay up front for the hardware, these displays are expensive because you're buying the hardware. That's when you're in like the year ROI. But if you're saying, hey, I'm going to amortize this over three years and it's a monthly and we know that we're seeing the return very quickly that, you know, usually in month one or two or three with when you're doing this pilot, you know, mm-hmm. you'll find that it's actually paying for itself. For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. I wrote recently, uh, just the other day actually, about uh, a a company that was uh, starting down the path of AV as a service, uh, the the very high-end IT services and everything else related to that. And and you, you're starting to hear about uh, deals that kind of roll in all the costs of a digital sign network into just like a subscription, a monthly fee to do everything, not just the software, the, the hardware, the whole nine yards. Is, is that something that you're doing now or looking at? Yeah, absolutely. And we have partners that have been doing this for a long time. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, here in the U.S., you know, Velocity Managed Services. Um, they're, they're one of our, our okay. Yeah. 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 Dayton, Ohio, right. Or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So they, they're, no, Toledo. Our, uh, they're in Ohio. Yeah. I'm not sure. Might exactly. Be Toledo. Yeah. Anyways, um, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they provide a monthly, it's like a, Hey, it's, you know, all in, um, package. They've been doing a lot of stuff with cinemas and, and other, um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can mention the brands. <laughs> I'm just going to be really careful, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's already provided by them and they can, they, you know, it's like, hey, a la carte, do you want to have content management? Do you want to have like content development? You know, we've got all the different services. Uh, they even do install as part of a monthly. So instead of paying up front for install, you can do it over, over a period of time. I think that's, that's a good model. I think that you can see mm-hmm. more and more of that. Yeah, because not every end user client is going to have uh, field reps bringing flats of uh exactly drinks or whatever into a into a venue every three days or whatever it may be so you with other ones you're gonna have to have some sort of an install crew even if it 
if the labor costs are relatively low because it's quick. Absolutely. And be, you know, a lot of companies don't want to deal with that, right? Hey, just give me a turnkey solution. I want a partner to deal to manage this for me and I'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. And that's completely mm-hmm. reasonable because the business case justifies it. The, the website and, and you guys provided the screens at my mixer in Barcelona and, and we had multiple screens with content cascading over multiple screens and, you know, shifting back and forth. So there were met, matrices, matrices, or matrices, however you say that, of uh, rectangles and squares and so on. You could do interesting stuff like that. But what we've been talking about mostly till now has been with, it sounds like single displays that would go up and replace a uh, backlit display that might have, or backlit printed sign that might have been there in the past. Are, are you doing much in the way of these multiple displays? Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh... That's a whole other space, right? And um, and where this this product actually is fantastic because it you, you know Videri the name Videri means to be seen, okay. and it's kind of an interesting play on words in terms of like how do you want to be seen? Like how do you want your brand to be seen? If you're at an event, if you're launching a new product, how do you want that to be seen? You, you want it to be like you want an elegant, beautiful display, but you also would love to see like an array of, of, of displays that's unique and different, right? You can do a wall. An LED wall, that's one thing. But if you want like a unique layout that's kind of like eye-catching, we built this orchestration software that really enables you to do that automatically. So you can kind of pinch and zoom the entire video. And if you're able to, to see the screen behind me right now, where I know it's we're just on audio, but I have a, you know videos running across a number of displays in, in the back wall of my office here. That that's that's you know it, it just automatically happens. So like when you're looking at events, you know activations. Um, unfortunately, a lot of our, our stuff we can't really share. We have some hidden places that I can share with certain customers, but like, um, yeah, so it could be like you're launching a new car or you're doing a new whiskey brand or you're, you know, trade shows. I mean, that's a huge, huge mm-hmm. uh, opportunity for us. Like people didn't realize this existed. And, and now we, you know, since we've kind of so-called come out in the last few months here, um, we're getting tons of inbound requests. And we're working, we're going to uh, an event um, in Kentucky, I can't remember the name of it, in a, you know, I guess it's later this month, that's a booth building um, uh, event. So booth builders are looking at this product and saying, hey, well, like, this is super light. I can hang this anywhere. I don't need special mm-hmm. reinforcements. It's very thin. And then I can do these mosaics. And we have like a lot of examples of doing like an entire huge stand of like, you know, 50, 60 displays, all orchestrated content. Um, in a kind of a unique way. And that like, we've been, we've done some, some studies on that and, and it really draws your attention because it's unique. Like you've got to, there's, we purposely put gaps in, in between the displays, by the way, that's like kind of a, a we've learned as a best practice, like at least an inch or two in between. So then your, your mind is kind of like drawn to it. Like you're, you're trying to fill in the gaps and it, it just draws your attention. more. So that's been kind hmm. of like one of the, the key best practices in terms of like how we arrange these displays. It's interesting because the you know the the mantra in digital signage for twenty five years has been to try to get to seamless and not have <laughs> gaps or or bezels or anything else. But you, you're saying that uh, visually it works the other way. Yeah, I mean just to be unique, right? I think to, to catch the eye, like we're not this we're not an LED wall, and the LED walls are fantastic, right? They're really cool for certain things. Like we have got a unique product that hey, if you want to stand out and do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. Take a look at this and it's going to draw people's attention. You can do things that you couldn't otherwise do. Are you constrained by uh, the creative on that? Like if there's a creative person listening to this, are they starting to think, okay, well, 
what what does this file look like? What what am I doing that's different? Do I have to you know design something very very custom, or is it just a file and it'll run on here? Well, it all comes down to actually how you display. You 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 actually map the displays. You've got kind of three ways to do it. It's got to be a square. Mm-hmm. It's got to be portrait or landscape, right? And so mm-hmm. like you can't have like some weird triangle thing going on with displays because it it looks kind of weird. But yeah, I mean. We've in our in our platform, our, our Creative Studio platform, it, it it shows like certain content will, will render well in that in that aspect ratio and that 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 um, and so you know we if you're if you work with you on like a, a an event and you're saying okay well we want to you know, we've got this wall that we're going to be working with okay well we can do a couple portraits we can do landscape we can do whatever uh, and then and the content has to be has to match up to that but generally I mean we'll support you know all the major you know formats and um, you know, video, and then you can go back to, to still images to video. We can, you know, schedule okay. all and, and manage all the different slots. So if it's a interesting looking matrix, it may, if you sort of step back and look at it, you're, you're thinking in terms of it being a uh, 69 rectangle as the overall canvas, even though it might not fill all of it or a square or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Okay. So you, you've mentioned partners uh, a few times. Are you mostly selling through partners or do you sell direct or a little bit of both? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, this is kind of a miss I think of the company over the years is like, you know, we haven't really set this up properly and we're fixing that, but um, we have a lot of direct customers and then we have a, a very small handful of resellers, um, you know, a couple in the U S and one in Israel. Um, having gone to this ISC show in, in, in Barcelona, realizing you know, that people can't, they want the product in Poland, they want the product in Spain, they want the product in, in you know, the Middle East. So mm-hmm. we're rapidly, we set up a, a partner program that we just launched two or three weeks ago. Uh, we're getting resellers and distributors uh, that will give us, you know, the, the, the product in country uh, throughout EMEA. Um, that's like our big push mm-hmm. right now. Um, and, you know, so that the product can be sourced there. You're not, you're not getting, you know, in the past, you'd have to get a, if you're going to do a trial, you have to, we have to ship it from New York and it would take forever if you're trying to do something in like Saudi Arabia. Now we're going to have local presence with, um, uh, you know, with, with local distributors. So we're, we're definitely, we're actively signing up a ton of, of resellers and partners. Um, there's been a ton of demand at, at the show. You know, I think I mentioned that people were just like, wow, where, you know, where, where have you guys been? I've seen this. I've been, I've been from South Africa. I've been trying to find this product. Uh, you know, for years and, and, you know, <laughs> no one would tell me where they got it. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's all changing now. And we're, we're really actively recruiting um, partners and distributors. It, you guys did the reference design, I, I assume working with uh, your big client or clients. Uh, is the manufacturing done, I, I assume, in China or somewhere in Asia? That's correct. Yeah, it's done in, done in China. Um, we do all the design work. We have a, an, um, actually... Our New York office is the, the sales and marketing and finance, but we have our all of our engineering done in Canada, wow. um, based in Montreal. Um, so we have hardware and software engineering up there. So we we design. We've got mechanical engineering. We do uh, dealing with radio stuff, and you know, like a whole bunch of um, you know, designing everything from the display. You know, we're, we're actually building some other unique things. I'll talk about in a, maybe a future podcast. That are taking advantage of some of the skill sets up in Canada, but yeah, all that stuff gets designed, and we we work through the entire process. We're launching a whole new series of products right now, and it's being QA'd up in Canada, um, and then it goes back to China to actually get manufactured. Would that just be an evolution of what you already have, or or distinct? Uh, it's an evolution with some interesting new 
you know, twist to it, let's say. Like what? <laughs> we can talk about it. <laughs> Invite me back. <laughs> I have to get back on this show somehow. Now, now, what about for a, um, let's say, a, a large retailer that's already working with Brandex uh, CMS software company? Can you integrate with them or do they have to be like uh, parallel activities that uh, don't kind of cross one another? Yeah, I know we're completely open. We just had a big meeting about that. We're, we're, we're working uh, with some other partners around integrating their CMS platforms. Like it's... Uh, we would like to be able to, we've got a killer device management. So I, I think our role when we're working with other partners, we want to be able to manage the provisioning and you know the devices, making sure that they're right, running right software. We're able to get a lot of really good insights in terms of CPU performance, memory, Wi-Fi signal, temperature, all that stuff. Um, you know, we would continue to play that role, but we mm-hmm. definitely integrate um, you know, with any other CMS platform. Um, when we were at the show, we were sitting across from... Um, uh, uh, is it App Space? Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, and uh, like, hey, can we run your Android uh, APK on this? And so, like, you know, within you know, fifteen minutes, we had uh, we're running App Space on our displays there at the booth in, in Barcelona. So, um, I mean, there's some gotchas to this. We have to do some a little bit of modification, but it's actually quite easy for us to start running some other CMS platforms. Uh, in back D- to does that cannibalize your revenues, though? Uh, yeah, but so I don't know if you know my history, but I was at BlackBerry and and we were talking about like, do we just stay focused on the hardware or do we open up our platform? Um, and, you know, what's that? You remember there's BlackBerry Messenger mm-hmm. um, and then they kept that unique to BlackBerry because they thought that would help them sell hardware and you saw where that went. So, what, you know, so <laughs> I, I'm open. I understand that we need to work with other partners. Um, we have to be an open platform. Like, you know, there's we were talking about there's a there's a potential partner of ours that's you know they've got a, i think it's a million displays that are that are they're they're managing you know we're not going to fight against we're not going to rip out existing deployments right we want to play nicely maybe they want to display I, I see our our device management uh platform being something that could be really you know valuable and we'll take a small piece for that uh, mm-hmm. and i think that's that's reasonable you you mentioned that uh you're in forty thousand locations with the this particular client uh, what's the overall footprint, if if you can tell me? Uh, with all install base, yeah. Install base. Uh, I I can't say. I mean, we're we're, we're around the six figure number, but I can't say exactly. Okay, so north north of a hundred thousand. In that in that kind of range. Wow, that's that that that's a pretty big footprint for a company that very few people have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to get that. I got to get that fixed. Well, I mean, it's working. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I think there's just so much more potential. And, and yeah, we, we need to let make people aware of us. And the the structure of the company, are you privately held or public? No, we're privately held, um, owned primarily by a family office uh, here in New York. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, you're, you're able to just grow organically? Yeah, I mean, we... we um, for now, yeah. I mean, there could be some potential acquisitions later on, um, but yeah, right now, it's just uh, we're, we're without going into too much detail. We're, we're re- we completely revamped our whole software platform and re- refreshing our hardware platform and investing in marketing. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now that we're just focused on, kind of coming back out into the market. Um, you know, once that once we that that kind of plays out, then there could be some other things that would right. happen. But for now, we've got our hands definitely very full. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you taking a half an hour for me. 
Well, thank you. It's, yeah, great, great chatting with you. And nice meeting you there in Barcelona. I'm excited to hopefully get back on here sometime. I need some, some, uh, some more uh, excuses to get, to get to talk to you again. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, Wes. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of this stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.